This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live today from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, he writes for the Deseret News. He's our friend Ryan McDonald with us here on the Big Show. What's up, Ryan? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're we're doing great. Uh, excited. We have a number of things we can talk to you about today, Ryan. But let's start off uh, in the NBA, uh, and let's start with the Utah Jazz. What do you, what is priority number one for the Jazz this offseason, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure um, it's everybody. It's what everyone's been talking about. But to me, it's they got to get more athletic. That that to me is is the bottom line. They've you know zeroed so much in on on skill over the past couple of years, and and I just don't think they're athletic enough um, across, across the board. You know, obviously they got a couple guys um, who who I think you could call athletic, but I think on the whole. They just need to improve in that area, especially defensively. And quite frankly, I'm I'm kind of even at the point where it's like, all right, maybe this guy can't shoot. What a guy X, you know, take your pick of, of any guy. And maybe he can't shoot, but he's athletic and can play defense. They, they need a guy like that, um, a guy or two or three <laughs> like that. Um, and definitely – draft free agency i think that's unquestioned priority number one in my mind ryan is there anybody on the roster now who you think could fill that role who has not filled it in the past uh honestly probably not uh you know on i we talk about you know the small ball five type guy um juan morgan they tried him out you know that that in that playoff series against denver last season and um, I guess it worked to some degree, kind of, sort of. Um, I, I did think it was interesting. He never got a look. Um, but I think if I think if you're going all the way down, and no offense to Juwan Morgan, I, I've spoken to him a few times. A great guy. But I think if you're you're looking that far down the roster at this point for for answers, uh, there might be a problem there. Uh, and and I think that's where the Jazz are at right now is, is I don't think they have it. Maybe Mieoni, um can fill that a little bit, um, but, but he's got a long way to go, I think. So maybe there are some of those guys, but, but I'm not sure. I think you can find someone in free agency maybe who can step in a playoff series and, and – and, get the job done better than, than anyone that they had on the roster this last season, um, for sure. And, and that's where the Jazz are to me. I I kind of don't care how, at this point how good they do in the regular season. To me, it's all about what can they do in the playoffs. And maybe that's taking things too far, but that's kind of where I'm feeling um, at this point is, is what can they do in the playoffs. And clearly they're not versatile enough as is right now. Ryan McDonald is with us here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ryan, what's been your take on the finals so far? It's it's fun. It, you know, I don't know if I'll uh, get roasted by anyone for this, and, and uh, I don't know if I have a different opinion than, than the larger uh, Utah audience here. But quite frankly, I, I would like to see Chris Paul win a championship um, for as, as much as he – you know, does things on the floor that, that maybe are kind of annoying to the opposing team and, and fans, you know, with kind of some of the, some of his flopping and whatever. Uh, I, I like the guy. I, I think he's a super good guy, um, generally speaking. And, and 
I, I want to see him uh, win a championship. I think the, the series is, has been fun. Um, I, the Suns are fun. Um, it's just fun how they've come out of nowhere. And, and so um, it's, it's obviously two to two. And, and now at this point, best of three, who knows what will happen. But uh, I, 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 I'm kind of a, I'm a, I can get a little sentimental and then I, kind of would like to see Chris Paul win one I think is is how I'm feeling as we get toward these last three three games uh potentially maybe I just spoke seven games into existence I don't know but Jake you want to tell Ryan how you feel about the Suns uh don't like the Suns or Chris Paul but you know what (laughs) Ryan has his opinion we love uh Ryan you're a sentimental soul Jake is. I am not. No, I, I am not. I am definitely not that. Go Bucks. That's. Yeah, I, I I totally get it. I totally get it. Chris Paul is, is Chris Paul. Uh, you know he's he can be annoying there on the floor. I think, but I don't know. I think he's a good guy. I want to see him win one. So. <laughs> Going back to the Jazz for a second, Ryan, I want to ask you about something. Most people talk about like what you were saying, the athleticism needs to improve, maybe some defense on the wings, uh, somebody who can, who can uh, hang with these tough matchups in the playoffs. Do the Jazz need uh, a, a backup point guard? Or do you think Joe Ingles can sub in and, and Donovan Mitchell can handle that uh, if they re-sign? Uh, I, I'm not sure they're, what they're going to do with Conley. But what 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 do, what do you th- what do you think of that point guard position? It's, I, as you were talking, I was like, I, I wondered if that's where where you were going. Um, I it's weird because the injuries obviously that happened with with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell kind of. Uh, through that whole idea, you know, uh, under the bus a little bit. Um, and, and so it's weird because if, if you say, if you assume health, then, yeah, maybe it is okay with with the arrangement. But um, Joe Ingles was pretty clear, um, pretty straightforward in saying that he was exhausted, you know, by the end uh, with, with how much he had to, and, of course, Mike and Donovan were both hurt at the same time, and that was really tough, but... Um, to me, I think that kind of told me that, that maybe the Jazz do need to look at, at um, someone, especially as, as Mike Conley's older, assuming he comes back. Uh, obviously, that's question number one. I, in terms of bringing guys back, that's question number one. But um, I, I think they should, even if that guy, you know, maybe he doesn't play a whole lot um, in the regular season. But just to have... Uh, a more traditional point guard uh, there who, who you know you can rely on for 15 minutes a night, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and maybe he's not, it's not 15 minutes every night, but I, I think they could definitely use uh, a, a more traditional point, another more traditional point guard um, for sure. Just to, to have some, some buffer there in case injuries do happen again. Ryan, switching it up to college football for a sec. I know you guys uh, did a, a fun exercise, and it's up uh, at uh, the Deseret News right now where you guys did, a, a what, four riders picking fantasy teams with college football players here in Utah. And I guess going through that exercise, what are your, what's your thoughts on the talent level in the state this year in college football, and where is it most concentrated? Yeah, that, that's I'm, I'm glad you brought it, um, brought it up because I, I – I did have, um, as I as I was going through it, um, there were some interesting realizations that I feel like I had. Number one, uh, it feels like there are a ton, a ton of question marks um, with with the teams this year. Um, obviously, quarterback race that's that's number one. Obviously, quarterback like we as we were going through it, we we're like, well, well, I mean, Utah, Charlie Brewer, for for instance, you know, it's feeling like, yeah, he's probably going to get the job, but it's like, who knows for sure, you know, you, you don't know 100%, and, and BYU, it's like, okay, maybe Jaron Hall's kind of the name people are talking about right now, but who knows for sure, and so that was tough as we were going through this, it was like, well, well, 
take this guy at quarterback and who knows if he'll actually even ever play it all this season, but, but we'll see. And so I think that's number one is there tons of, of still races going on at, at important positions. Um, I think number two is, is I realize uh, secondaries and offensive lines, it feels like are pretty top heavy. Um, you've got like at Utah, for example, you got Clark Phillips um, and Vontae Davis, but then after that, who else is there in the defensive backfield? Um, in terms of up front, you know, you got Nick Ford, and um, and then you got some guys who are, are good, um, but but maybe not great. And so I think there are question marks there. And so yeah, for me, I think that was my biggest takeaway. Is I feel, and maybe that's the case every year, and it was just more concentrated because I was thinking about it more with that exercise. But it really does feel like, man. Uh, these teams, it feels like, do have some pretty big question marks um, at important positions, and and to me that that it's like that leads into how's the season going to go. Obviously, I think the the more question marks you have, the more uncertainty there's going to be of whether or not teams are are going to be good or not. And um, so I'm I'm certainly unsure, more unsure uh, than I was a few days ago um, about. Uh, just how good the teams in the state will be. Um, so we'll see. We'll here's see. A, here's a, here's it was a, fun. Here's a question for both you guys, really. I mean, what do you what do you think of the wide receiver position across the board? Jake, you have brought up, uh, I don't know how many years now, you've talked about Utah's situation at uh, wide receiver. We saw last year how BYU was greatly helped by certain guys stepping up at that position. What do you what do you guys make, Ryan? What do you, what do you make of that position at uh, at Utah and BYU? Yeah, so it's interesting, and I'm actually just gonna pull this up, pull it up, just so I can can get names, uh, get all the names down. But um, I mean, Utah is always interesting. Guys like Solomon Enos, it's like theoretically he could be a, a number one. I mean, he kind of came into the program as thinking. He was going to be this number one go-to guy, but just the way that Utah's offense always seems, it always seems like they end up resorting to give it to the running back a bunch, and and then with Brant Keithy, all right, dink it off to the tight end a bunch, and so I'm still uncertain exactly, you know, how much they're going to want to stretch the field. BYU, I think, is good um, with the Nakua brothers and and Gunnar Romney. With them, I think the question mark now is quarterback. You know, how much are, are they? How much faith do they have in whichever quarterback they choose um, as the starter to to really be able to stretch the field? I do think their wide receiver situation is pretty good, but uh, we'll we'll see. I would I think I would maybe take BYU's core at this point, but I don't know. I don't know if. if does Jake disagree with me again, or are we more no, aligned on this no, one? No, no, I, Chris Paul. <laughs> I, I think you're, I think you're pretty on the money. The hard part with this discussion is always like, who's throwing them the ball too, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, if yeah. if uh, if uh, Jerry Rice is on the Utes, would we ever know it? If depending <laughs> on who's, you know, and and with BYU, you know, Gunnar Romney could he be a weapon? And can Jaron Hall, you know, for the sake of argument. You know, make the throws to get them open. Like last year, and this is this is philosophical more than anything else. But maybe you want to take a stab at this, Ryan. Did did Dax Milne really get that much better last year, or did he have the second pick of the draft slinging darts at him? You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So yeah, that's hard. No, I'm, yeah, no, I'm totally. I mean, yeah, Dax Milne comes out of nowhere and he ends up as a draft pick. Yeah, and. and yeah, if he would have had any other quarterback, you know, uh, would he still be at BYU? Or you know, and yeah, I, I definitely had that same question. So for me, for me, for me, I, I think BYU's receivers in a vacuum. They've, I think they've got the talent. With them, I think it, it is the question of quarterback, um, and then Utah, CBD. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not sold yet until they can show me that they're committed to trying to throw the ball. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever really be sold on their wide receiver situation. You know, that, that you bring up a great point there at the end. Uh, what is the commitment to throw the ball at Utah? You know, because 
Is, is it a matter that the Utes have not had adequate receivers? Is it that they haven't had adequate quarterbacks? Or is it a lack of faith in that phase of the game from the Ute coaches? Well, I think that's part of it. And, Ryan, I would love to hear your answer to that, too. But I think, I mean, if if you look at the scheme Utah plays, and I've said this for years, you know, why, if you were a top-end wide receiver, would you go to Utah? Because you like blocking? Yeah. <laughs> you know yep. so it's that yep. chicken in the egg thing right yeah i mean and and i think the other part of that equation too is is when you have a guy like zach moss you know uh who ends up being the all-time leading rusher and certainly that was probably a function partly of of the what they ran but the offense that they ran but uh no pun intended i guess there but huh. um you know, when you got a guy like Zach Moss who's great, yeah, you're probably going to want to give him the ball a lot, you know, and I think they do traditionally have really, really good running backs at, at Utah. And so that's probably part of the equation, too, there, um, that they always seem to find really good running backs. But um, we'll see. I, I do think it all kind of goes together, but, but I do think a lot of it is coaching philosophy. And, and yeah, I, until – as long as Kyle Whittingham is there, honestly, I, I'm gonna always be skeptical of Utah's passing game. See, see, Ryan, Jake and I disagree on this a little bit because he he agrees with what you were saying. The Utes have had great running backs, right? And so you don't want to take the ball out of their hands uh, too much. But it just seems like that is the one element of Utah football that is lacking. And it seems like it would accentuate the running game even more if you had that threat, if you posed that threat to defenses. That look out, we can we can we can wing this thing around the yard, and you better be ready for that. You better space your defense in a way that you are prepared for that. And then, oops, there goes the running back breaking off fifteen yard gains. Right, right. You know, and and you know, another. I think another part of it could be is um, a guy like Solomon and I. Don't mean to keep ragging on Solomon Enos here, but because it's it's not been just him. But you know, maybe some of these guys come in to the program and and they're super highly touted, and and maybe maybe they're just not quite there yet um, where they need to be, and and so coaches say, all right, well let's just run the ball a bunch again, just like we've done for you know. So who knows that that could be part of it too. But um, but I, I think to Jake's point, yeah. If, if I'm a recruit, I don't know how uh, excited I would be um, seeing the type what they've done for years and years and years. And, and if I'm a wide receiver recruit and, and being like, oh, I want to go here and, and yeah, oh. just block a bunch, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I don't know. Again, I think the answer for me, I think, is as long as Kyle Whittingham's there, I think it's going to essentially be the same as it always has been um, since he got there. Ryan, here's the most important question of the, of the day. Are oh you, as a, as a basketball expert, are you going to go see Space Jam, the movie? <laughs> um, so that's funny. We were in a meeting today um, talking about our, our entertainment, uh, one of our entertainment writers. Um, he was, he was going to write a story about Space Jam today. He wrote a story about Space Jam today. Um, plug for that, I guess. Plug for our upcoming Space Jam story that we got coming tonight. Um, but uh, I made the comment. I was like, when I was like seven, I loved the movie when I was seven <laughs> years old. Now that I'm in my thirties, eh, I don't know if I'll. Uh, I don't know if I'll feel the same about this one as I did when I was when I was seven years old or whatever I was back then. So uh, I'm probably gonna sit that one out. I think is, uh, and all the reviews that I've heard have been bad. Everyone says it's bad. Um, so I'll probably sit it out, but we'll see. Jake's we'll going to see it. Jake's going to see it. Oh, I'm sitting it out big time. Yeah, I'm with you, buddy. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't drag me to that movie. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. If I well, can find it on TV, and I got nothing else to yeah. do here down the road. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll watch it. But I don't know. I'm not paying to see it. I don't think. You and me both. So. Well, <laughs> hey Ryan, thank you for uh, for jumping on with us. It's always enlightening. Keep up the good work. 
Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Likewise. There you go. That's our friend uh, Ryan McDonald. Does a great job. Writes for the uh, the Deseret News and terrific uh, guy too. And that's a, it, it's a cool piece too. Um, several Deseret News writers they did kind of a, fa- a fantasy football draft with the who college was, who players. Who was the hot pick? Uh, th- well, let's see here. Let me bring it back up, Gordon. Sorry, I didn't mean to bushwhack you there with that. Well, question. you know, I was uh, gonna move on. No, and, 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 <laughs> you want me to, to give back. you all the no, the no. Teams? I just wonder who the who the hot players were that uh, were going, were being picked. Well, they early. went through. Well, it's a anyway. They went through the the whole thing. I mean, they everybody's got pretty much a complete team. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you can go look at the teams. I'm trying to see if it has the the, the order. The order. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Where's Ryan himself? Let me let me get to his team. Uh, Don't they have them in in order of picks or no? Just by position. Right here, just by position, but you can go through and read, and they acknowledge uh, who they picked early and that sort of thing. But I don't have oh, okay. the exact uh, the right. exact order, but it is cool. Here's here's Team Ryan, just real uh, real quick here. Uh, Logan Bonner is his quarterback. Chris Curry, running back. Uh, uh, Devon Vele, receiver. Samson Nakua, Cole Fotheringham, tight end. Dallin Hoker, tight end. James MPO line. Blake Freeland. Uh, O-line, Brendan, uh, Braden Daniels, Quazel White. Uh, let's see, and then goes through some defense. Maxis Tuapai. Who else does he have here? Anyway, he's got a pretty good team. Clark Phillips, Vontae Davis. Yeah. Peyton Wilgar. Yeah, he's got yeah. a nice team. So anyway. I, the, the, the hot picks for me would be guys like Devin Lloyd, obviously, and uh, uh, Keithy would have to be high on the list, would he not? Yep. Um Boy, I tell you, that's His Ryan's first three picks: Clark Phillips, James MP, and Vontae Davis. Oh, those are some really good yeah. players, so, right there, there. And, and they're going to play live at the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Come on by and see us. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. Clayton is back with us once again. Hello, Clayton. How's it going, guys? Uh, it is going great. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the exact verbiage uh, that your dad says when he says this, but. Uh, uh, you know, if you're not sleeping well at night and you're a little tired during the day, it's because your mattress sucks. You know, he used to also say that if you if your mattress is over, what would he say, 10 years, that you probably have all kinds of stuff living inside that thing. Like pounds of mites and stuff? Yeah, right. gross. Yeah, nasty. I don't even want to think about what's living in people's mattresses, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, but but it's true, you know. It's just like tires on a car, you know. Every so often, your tires wear out. Your car can't ride on them. You got to swap them out. And I'm a runner. Uh, I ran. Um, actually, I was part of a, a part of an NAIA team that won the national championship in cross country. I don't know if you knew that, uh, Jake or Gordon. But uh, before my mission, I was part of a, a national championship team, an NAIA cross-country program. And awesome. running, just like in, in, in your cars, running shoes after a certain mileage, you got to swap out your running shoes. Or, you know, you can get shin splints. You can get uh, knee pains, hip pains. Um, you can even get stress fractures. And a lot of people who, who start running or running don't know that. Well, there's no difference in your mattress, right? Same same, same idea applies here. If you have the same hand-me-down mattress you got from your weird uncle as a wedding gift, I don't know why your wife hasn't let you by now because that's just nasty. Get out of your old nasty mattress that has pounds and pounds of who knows what, dead human skin, hair, sweat, Oof. I don't even want to think about what else. Just nasty stuff. And get into a brand new mattress. And here at the warehouse, we we save you money. And we were talking earlier about how, you know, at other places you can spend $1,700 or $1,200 on a mattress. Not here at the warehouse. At the warehouse, you can get into a top-of-the-line adjustable bed at a queen size for seventeen ninety nine, and if you buy it at that price, I give you for free a queen size mattress that has a ten year warranty. Tell me another place 
that does that. Not just queen size, which, by the way, that's the Gordon Monson special, but the Jake Scott special, which is the split king adjustable base at $19.99. And I'm going to give you a free... Now, listen, I know we talk about this lightly, but I want to get into the, the nitty-gritty of this. If you come in and buy the two, because it's two, if it's split, the king comes in two different pieces, the two adjustable moving pieces for $19.99. I'm going to give you two the two uh, mattresses that go on top of it for free. And it's not just some gimme, dinky, six-inch memory foam. Uh, no. You come in and choose. You lay on it and say, no, I like this one that's the full memory foam. No, I like the hybrid. I like the full kit and caboodle. This really nice one. I'll give it to you for free. If you come in and mention that you heard me on the radio, $19.99 for the split king, $17.99 for the queen. And if you come in today or tomorrow and do it through the West Creek financing, I'll throw in an extra 10% off. Those seventeen ninety nine, ten ninety, uh, nineteen ninety nine, and seventeen ninety nine price. Boom, boom! You're now, not going to beat that anywhere. I should know better than to do math on the air. But if you're taking ten percent off seventeen ninety nine, that's like a hundred and seventy bucks. Boom! Just like that. Just like that. Boom! You even got the boom in there. Like, Gordon. You, like, like you said, boom. <laughs> Thanks, Clayton. You're the best. See you guys. All right, 1825 South, 300 West, right here in Salt Lake. It's The Warehouse. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Every time you place the bell, you're still damn good. No one's gotten to you yet. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone, we're live from the warehouse today, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. The Warehouse. All right, Gordo, uh, some NBA news we haven't had a chance to get to. Uh, I'm actually a little surprised that it uh, it did not make the list. But uh, the NBA and the Players Association got together today and approved the play-in tournament for next year that's uh coming back it didn't make the list because i did not see that ah how about that um yeah i like i like it I, see I, like I was i i still am torn on it um i liked i liked a lot about it more i liked more about it than i thought i was going to uh-huh but if i were team seven and eight it would still i think that that's a, a you're getting screwed. Well, what kind of claim does Team 7 and 8 have on any kind of privilege? Now, you you uh, you have often pointed out that the regular season is should be important. And if you're finishing 7th or 8th, be motivated to finish 5th or 6th. So, okay, so let's eliminate those two teams from the playoffs then, not add two more. <laughs> yeah, but then that... That defeats the purpose of making more money, right? Right. But, I mean, if we're talking about an ideal world, we're not <laughs> talking about putting money in the owner's pockets. Well, I if mean, we were talking about an ideal world, you would you would, you would would cut the regular season down to 50 games. But it just seems like – doesn't it seem like weird logic where your complaint is, oh, Team 7 and 8, I mean, they're, they've got no shot and they're not any good. Not so that are, they uh, don't have a shot, but they really haven't earned – uh, uh, the the right to complain much so, about not having but, privileges in the postseason. But your your solution to that is to add two more teams. Well, I mean that's what they're that that just feels a little weird, right? Yeah, I get what it. I what I what I did like about it is it did create more urgency in the race at the end of the year. It did yeah. accomplish that, and it did keep more 
teams in the fray Involved, yeah. and out of the the tankathon, which I I do think was a good thing. I wonder how long that lasts. By the way, I wonder how long that lasts where teams realize like, what do we care if we're the <laughs> we're a play-in team? Like you're just playing to lose anyway. So not why not why yeah. not go into the tank? You know where they realize that it's really not that worth it to make the play-in game, <laughs> and so you you go back to what it was before. Because it probably is still the smart thing to do. Uh, boy, that you could, we could argue over that, and uh, front office executives could argue over that from now until. Well, front ec- front uh, office ex- executives probably love it because it gives them more job security in a sense that they can point to it and go, "See, we had a successful year." <laughs> Yeah, I guess. You rattle off a couple of wins in the play-in <laughs> scenario and back your way into the playoffs, and then those front office guys are like, see, we're terrific. I'm doing a good job. See, that that's a good point, and I guess you could make that argument. But I'm telling you right now, Jake, if you are trying to improve your team, how you would have an inner argument over what the best course of action is, right? And the because, best course is still to lose. Yeah, you're going to lose and, and, and improve your draft prospects. Right. And add talent for for what would be considered rock bottom prices. So I would guess that NBA teams will catch on to that. <laughs> that it's still not in their best interest to make it into the play. But but you don't want to rip the heart out of your 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 players that you have now. They obviously want to make the playoffs. They want to make a name for themselves. And the way you make a name for yourself is by your team doing well. And here, this is this is why this is it's the NBA's turned into a cold business in that way. Because like, imagine if you're a player on the Rockets this year, and they're trying to lose, but you're trying to play hard, yeah. and your team plays you because they know you're going to lose. <laughs> Well, that's not the way they're couching it. They're saying, this is your opportunity to develop as a player. So go out there and but let's see what you got. But they don't really mean that. Well, they might not mean it, but occasionally you do find a diamond in the rough. You know, somebody who ends up better than what you might have expected with a little opportunity. Everybody, every player who isn't a top-line player, that's what they're asking for. They want an opportunity to show what they can do. And it's hard to make progress if you don't get off the bench. Yeah, I hear you. So I, I guess I, I'm not I, – I don't think it's a huge mistake that the NBA is doing this, but I'm still kind of torn on it. I, I think uh, most of the people that we have talked to, Jake, they, they like they it. Like it. Yeah. But they, they also want to write interesting stories down the stretch. And that, that beca- has become a problem in the NBA. It has. That, you know, teams are intentionally losing and, and – you know, the, the only real drama is teams losing on purpose to jockey for position right. to get a matchup in the in the in the playoffs. I mean, it's 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 turned into almost. Uh, oh, man. I mean, the, Herm Edwards, who played to win the game. Right. Yeah. Well, not really. Not always. Yeah. And that that I'm uncomfortable with that. If you were looking to buy tickets in the before the season started. You would have to double clutch about buying a ticket to a game over the last five games of the season. Oh, maybe more. Ten games. Yeah, especially because you don't you don't know what the care factor will be at that point. And, you, and <laughs> well, let's say let's say uh, who's let's say the Clippers run away with the West next year, right? Or 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 are up, you know, five six games or something like that at the end of the year. But you're going through, you're picking your tickets uh, before the season, the games you want to go to, and you see the Jazz Clippers play in the last two weeks of the year, and you think, oh, yeah. I'm getting that one. Yeah. That's going to be – and then all of a sudden the Clippers don't bring anybody because the game doesn't matter. <laughs> and then, yeah, I do. because they want to lose. Yeah, uh, or exactly. they want to – yeah. So I do feel for the – I do feel for the ticket buyers in that sense because it's not really fair to them. But as we found out when we talked with Howard earlier, the fans are – they don't care. Or not the fans don't care. The, the franchises don't care. The fans are not a priority. The fans are the last ones to really count. Because they figure that if if they win, then at a, at a certain level in the playoffs, this is why overvaluing in the playoffs kind of hurts in a way too, is if you win in the playoffs, they know that they're going to make it up on that on that back end. 
so that the fan that's what the fans truly want not some good performance on a regular season random day so let's revisit what i said earlier about shortening the regular season now this is me living in my hundred acre wood because i know it's never going to happen they're not going to do it but wouldn't it be wouldn't that be the best competitive solution to all this because right now what do you have you have load management you have the scenario that you just painted with the last 10 games of the season could be absolutely meaningless. If you have a 50-game regular season, not only is everyone fresher, but uh, you might avoid some of these other things that we're talking about. Maybe you wouldn't. But uh, I just think the game itself would benefit. The games would be better. The players would be better. They'd be fresher. They'd be fresher for the right, for the postseason. It would be better all the way around except for in the pocketbook. See, the problem, I I hear you, and I actually wish the season were shorter. But the, the problem is, is there would there ever be, could you ever satisfy the load management trend? Like, if it were shortened to 50 games, Kawhi Leonard would say, well, I'd be fresher in the playoffs if I play 30. <laughs> True. You know, there's True. not that magic number where you shrink the season down to, and all of a sudden the load management crowd's going to say, Oh, well, then I'll play every game for sure. What if you went from 82 to 50? Well, in your mind, but I'm telling you, players would be like, well, I'll be fresher if I play 30. Yeah. That satisfies your standard, but that's an unsatisfiable standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's exactly like uh, college numbers of teams in college tournaments. Like, how many do we have to get to in the NCAA uh, men's basketball tournament? 70, 75, 80? Let everybody in? It just seems to grow incrementally. Uh, well, the same things can be true in football. In most conferences, they have they have tournaments that are an extension of the NCAA tournament, so everyone gets an opportunity one way or the other, right? Even in smaller leagues that only one team gets in, at least you give yourself a chance if you win that tournament, right? Well, then why do they keep kicking up the number? I, how I, many I how many know. more playing games do we need in college basketball? Yeah, it's, it, when it comes Selection Sunday comes and people are arguing over whether the ninth and 10th place teams in your conference are going to get but into But yet the they keep adding teams. <laughs> <laughs> See, Jake, if, I, if I'm reading you right, you've always thought that there was a playoff inflation. You, it sounds to me like you would prefer to have the regular season stay the same length and then short, tighten up those those playoff series In down to like be, best of three. Oh, shorten the series and and shrink how many teams get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you'd have teams going to war uh, to get in, and and then the getting in would mean more than it does now. Yeah. But look at Major League Baseball; they kept it that way forever, and. They've slowly pushed it out, and I hate the way they've done it, too. That one game, especially in baseball, especially in baseball, which is a game. third game. Which is a game of series. That's part of the chess match of baseball is that it's a series. Because you have a starting rotation. You have rotations, and you have all that you have to, to game plan and worry about. It's it's part of the magic of that game. Do you know that baseball once had a best of nine series? Really? Yeah. That's a little much. Yeah, it seems like. It would be tough to get the pitching rotation through a (laughs) nine-game series. Jeez. All right. Uh, We'll have uh, more coming up next live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We want to remind you about our friends at Homie. Homie, finally, the way real estate should be, full service, local agents, and you will save thousands. Homie, a better way to buy or sell. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We want to remind you about our friends at Peach Window and Door for more than 25 years Peach Window and Door has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today, 801-566-1255 for all of your window and door needs. That's Peach Window and Door. Nice folks over there. We, they are we, nice. we spend a day over there. Yeah, they're great. Uh, Cindy and her whole crew. 
You've got a smirk on your face like there's something going on over no, there. Should nothing. I be playing defense? You, are not you cooking up something nothing. devious? No. Because that's usually all. the look you've got before you ask me some <laughs> awkward question that you yourself will never answer. No, <laughs> I do ask you a lot of questions, don't I? Uh, sorry. No, I've got nothing up my sleeve. Nothing? Nothing. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to still be playing defense anyway, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> we are here at the warehouse, excuse me, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Come on by and check us out here uh, at uh, the warehouse. I do have a thought, though, Jake. Uh, what do you think is going to happen next in the NBA Finals? Do, do you think this thing is going seven games, or or do you think something's going to happen that's going to knock that off? It, what, what are the chances that the Bucks could get a win in Phoenix and bring it home. Oh, I think the chances are very high. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily – most of the guests I've asked this question to have said simply going home for Phoenix is going to make a huge difference. Yeah. I think they have an adjustment to make. But I don't know. what. Uh, who was how, how did Howard How did Howard put it today? He said it's not an adjustment thing. It's a play well thing. Yeah. And that – well, doesn't that seem like sixes to you a little bit? Well, it it gets back to the, I hate that whole make or miss concept. But I mean, but but there is something to it. Like we, like Milwaukee played way better in Milwaukee. They did. They did. But Drew Holiday has been doing really good things against Chris Paul. Yeah. So and how, so what does Chris Paul do with that? They they've got to do something, and and play better isn't a bad idea. I just don't know. I could see this thing going six. It'll go. It'll go seven. I I I think it's going to go seven unless something really crazy happens. I think it'll go seven unless Milwaukee wins tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, because then then I will be convinced that Milwaukee has something figured out on Phoenix and they've got no answer. And I I think that happened to the Jazz to a certain extent against the Clippers. The Jazz just didn't have a way that they could possibly adjust to what the Clippers were doing. And the Clippers ended up winning four games in a row after they figured that out. And as as good as I think the Suns are, and I think I've made that point clear. You love the Suns. Yeah. I don't love the Suns, but I think they're really good. But there's something about Giannis sticking with the Bucks and staying in Milwaukee that is appealing to me. And wouldn't it be nice to see that rewarded with victory? I mean... Uh, there's something that appeals to me about that. Uh, but I'm the sentimental type. You're not. You're kind of heartless and cruel. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> really is. Taking that as a compliment. <laughs> you, I, you should. We're live at the warehouse. Joining us now, of course, our friend Clayton, 1825 South, 300 West. And Clayton, you're outdoing yourself today, buddy. Deals galore. Hey, well, we're... We're here to make deals, and we're here to save people money. When when me and my dad uh, started this over 10 years ago, that was the idea. We said, you know, we're going to downsize. For those of you who don't know, our family's been in the furniture business forever. Uh, the family was on uh, Rose Redwood. That was kind of the family business. And then when that was kind of closing over, me and my dad said there was an opportunity, and the opportunity was downsize the location of the store and just focus on deals, you know, buy at a cheap price so that those deals we can pass on to our customers. And that's exactly what we believe in. That's exactly what we're doing here at the warehouse. And for those of you, I just want to recap a little bit for those who are just turning, tuning in. Um, we have an awesome new financing company. It's called West Creek Financing. No secret hitting charges uh, at the, the time of application. One dollar down can get you up to 12 months, same as cash, which means you don't pay a dime of interest for 12 months if you buy it today. Uh, no credit needed. And what we're doing is, is uh, if you come in and you buy either a sectional or an adjustable bet, either the Jake Scott special, special which is the split king, or the Gordon Monson, which is the queen size, and you do it on credit, I'm going to give you 10% off. So, the Jake Scott, split king adjustable base, 
you come in and buy those two bases at 19.99. That's two of them, not each at 19.99. No, together 19.99. I'm going to give you 10% off if you do it with that credit company. It's better. It gets even better. If you come and buy and said you heard me on the radio today and tomorrow, I'm going to give you a free mattress. Now, remember, it's two different adjustable bases, which means you get two different mattresses. Let's say your partner, your wife, loves the memory foam hard firm, but you can't stand memory foam or hard firm, and you want a softer, more plush. No problem. You come in. You both lay on it. Take your time. Take 10 minutes, 8 minutes. 15. More than 15 would kind of be weird if you were laying on it in more than 15 minutes. Uncle Clayton would probably tell you to yeah, move on. But come lay on it. Choose the mattress you want, and I'm going to throw it in for free at $19.99. Same with the queen size, the Gordon Monson Special. Queen size, head up, foot up, adjustable base. You come in and buy that base at $17.99, I'm going to give you a free mattress, 10-year warranty mattress. Uh, your choice. And if you do it on that credit, I'm going to give you uh, 10% off, which we talked about at $17.99. I'm no mathematician. I just studied business administration. But uh, that's $170. Bucks. Boom. Just like that. And again, we have sectionals, 13 of them in stock. They're 10 feet by 9 feet with chaise lounge. So either on the left hand or right hand, I have them in stock in five different colors. Come in. Choose, look at the color, get your wife approval, sit on it, buy it, take it today. Don't wait any time. Take it today. That sectional, locally built, $15.99. If you do it on credit, I'll give you an extra 10%. Boom. Boom it is. Clayton, thank you so much, buddy. We always appreciate it. Love, love being on the show. Love being part of the 1280 family. We love you guys, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Back at you, homie. Thanks, Clayton. Bye. 1825 South, 300 West, the Jake Scott deal or the Gordon Monson deal. Either way, you're walking out happy. I think you are. Yep. 1825 South, 300 West. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Clayton, Uncle Clayton, the whole crew here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, very gracious hosts, as always. Isn't Uncle Clayton about the nicest human being you've ever met? Absolutely one of the nicest people I've ever met. And Great honest. Dude. And it, it, See, those are the kinds of people that are fun to, to talk to and to to. to Buy something. Yeah, come say hi to Uncle Clayton. He'll get you taken care of. If you something you're looking for, sectional, adjustable, whatever it is, Uncle Clayton's your guy. Come down here and check it out. Uh, 1825 South, 300 West. Gordon, uh, we're off to the weekend. Are you you going to the Bahamas? You you filling up the G4? What uh, what's going on in your world? Nope, just hanging out around here. Um, my wife might go boating tomorrow, and I've got to decide whether. I need to be busy doing something else. Why wouldn't you it. go? I'm getting old. It's because you want them to do all the work that comes <laughs> that comes with it, isn't it? It's because it's it's you want to hide in the inside in the nice air conditioned room instead of you know wash everything and clean Wait everything. A minute. Up. Isn't that what the sons in law are for? That's a good point. You should go and make them do that. Yes, you know what? You're right. I should stand I, corrected. Should I make them fill up the uh, the tank with gas too? Yes. See, now you're thinking, Gordon. <laughs> it's taking you're me with a long, me, buddy. It's taken me a long time to come around to these concepts. <laughs> you know, those sons-in-law, they've got to earn it. <laughs> okay, they've well, got to earn it. Thanks for educating me. I'm on this. trying. I you know, I have it. very little experience. You probably shouldn't listen to me, but <laughs> that seems like the way to go. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. How about you? Uh, you're busy uh, with things. You're taking care of. Uh... Yeah, I'm doing nothing, buddy. I'm I'm doing zero. I'm I'm riding out the storm at home. Uh, <laughs> I think you're doing a heck of a job. I don't. Uh, I mean, last night, uh, awakened at uh, get the baby to bed at eleven o'clock. You're awakened at two. 
you handle that situation, get the baby fed, back to sleep until three, until five, and then Sadie wakes up, the three-year-old. Well, the, then the baby wakes up. I get the baby fed, and just so I think, okay, maybe, maybe I can get the baby back down, and I can just get a few winks in before Sadie gets up. Maybe she'll <laughs> sleep in a little bit. Nope. Daddy? Daddy from the other room. Can I get up? Oh. <laughs> No, it's all right, though. It's fine. Yeah, you're hanging in That's there. That's what you, you got to do. Yeah, you're doing a good job. And I'm really not. But, I mean, everybody's still healthy. And and your mental? Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. Of- but but I feel like my mental, like, I, I consider doing some sort of activity tomorrow, you know? Like some sort of daddy-daughter, like go somewhere, some Picnic, sort of activity. Maybe. Uh, no, I was thinking something more indoors. <laughs> Like, like the Natural History Museum or ah, the aquarium okay. or, or something All along right. those lines. And I, I just don't think I'm going to do it. Because if, if meltdowns occur, I don't want to be in public. <laughs> you want to keep that inside the house? If meltdowns occur, I'd rather be inside the house. Although is, is it doesn't it, make a very memorable daddy-daughter weekend, I don't think I'm aiming for memories at this point. But <laughs> you're aiming for survival? I'm, I'm aiming for all of us making it through. Okay. Well, you know, a lot of our listeners can relate to what you're saying. You know, they have responsibilities at home, so... I mean, they're doing the best they can, too. So and it's good, I, good for them to hear from you and that you're making I, I've got to be honest, too. That it's it's not the ha- the two kids under my care. I, I, that's not the – it's the newborn thing, which I'm not very good at. Yeah. Be, she's she Maggie's like, still she, a newborn. Maggie you know? doesn't like it much. So. And she doesn't like me. She doesn't <laughs> like me at all, in fact. But uh, that that's the challenge. My three – well, now four, four-year-old on Sunday – She's an angel. There's oh, no birthday. problem there. Sandy's birthday's on Sunday. On Sunday. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So Sandy. she's no, she's great. It's the it's the newborn that's the stressful. Is part. grandma gonna throw you a lifeline here and there? Oh, she's where do you think they are now? So uh, <laughs> grandma's <laughs> stepping up to the plate big. Um Gordon, enjoy your weekend. Whatever you, you do, too. go you boating. Too, go too. go out there and do some do some wake surfing. Everybody, everybody, have a great weekend, safe weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday on the big show, ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone.